Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby A. Bear. We have on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, Wilson Alexander. Wilson covers the LSU Fighting Tigers for the Advocate Times-Picayune. Uh, Wilson, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Wilson, uh, when you look at this, it's the final day to declare for the NFL draft. I think a lot of people thought, um, and even where sort of I live, which is close to John, where he lives, that – John wouldn't return to LSU. John Emery, yeah. Yeah, and so your thoughts on John and also 24 guys coming in midterm for LSU. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Good to be talking with you again. John, yeah, it makes it, it makes sense really that he's coming back because, you know, he as a running back, usually when you start to get older, it's really understandable when they leave a little bit early because it's usually, you know, tread on the tires and you want to get to the league before you have too many carries on you. But, well, because John missed the season – he doesn't have that sort of workload uh, built up over his career. He's getting a little bit older. You know, he's got a chance to come back here and try to show what he can do with a, another full season. You know, remember, he, he missed those first two games uh, last fall with the academic suspension spilling over. And so now he's got a chance to play a full season. Um, it's still probably going to be a running back rotation, um, but he, he showed some flashes, and you would think that he won't have as much rust, you know, because he has to knock off in the middle of the year. And even though he'll just be a part of the rotation, probably he gets to kind of show what he can do over a full season and, you know, maybe continue to up that draft stock and help LSU win some more games. And he didn't um, play in the COVID year, yeah. and he gets then suspended for two games afterwards. Man, he got plenty tire, uh, plenty thread on the tires. I want to see him develop more as a receiver coming out the backfield. I think Wilson, that's – man, I know how good of a player he is. He's explosive. He can hit the edge. He runs with good power. He got to hold on to the ball a little bit better, and that was something, man, that drove Coach O and his staff up the wall, and we saw it a little bit this year. But his ability to catch the ball coming out of the backfield, I think, could earn him a lot of money when he comes back. Yeah, to be a, the NFL a pass receiving running back, if you can add that to uh, you, you know your repertoire. I mean, if you do that, I mean, uh, you're more attractive. Absolutely. I mean, he was the only LSU running back to catch a touchdown pass this season. We saw it, I think, best in the Alabama game when he caught that little swing pass yep. out of the backfield. Jaden checked down to him. He puts that foot in the ground right on the sideline and jukes an Alabama defender away and scores there. Um, you know, barely, I don't remember exactly what point of the game it was, but it just sort of encapsulated what he could do as a receiver. You know, he had two touchdown catches this year. Um, he got better as a pass catcher over the course of his career. You think back to his freshman year, that really wasn't a strength of his. Uh, and part of it was probably possibly kind of an eye issue that he fixed with LASIK surgery. And then he's gotten much better and better. I mean, Jake Pete, you know, once thought of him as kind of a Christian McCaffrey 
type of back, you know, what his skill set could be. And, yeah, we obviously haven't seen that out of Emory yet, but more so to say that, you know, he can be a real asset as a pass catcher and a uh, just traditional running back. And especially with LSU kind of going running back by committee, that's one way that he can set himself apart. Now, uh, Wilson, what is your take on this? Uh, I mean, you can't play everyone. They want to play. Uh, they're not patient. Uh, you know, the, the transfer portal when you look at it. But Walker Howard, and uh, I know my dad would roll over in his grave if he would leave LSU and go to Ole Miss. I mean, uh, he might say he can go somewhere else, but he can't go to the Ole Miss Rebels. I mean, uh, so what is your take? You know, TCU, my dad would say, okay, go, go, go to TCU. But Ole Miss, uh, it just shows you Lane Kevin, maybe the stroke he has. And then you look at Napier at uh, Florida and all that. So, so what did you take? I think we're going to have to deal with this year in and year out, uh, considering significant players that maybe you're counting on. And you think they're here, but they're not here. And then it's going to change our very year to year. Yeah, it wasn't especially a surprise that at some point, you know, one of these quarterbacks would transfer. But, you know, Brian Kelly had said, and other people told me this, that they had had, you know, those conversations with all the quarterbacks uh, before the Citrus Bowl. And, you know, he said after the Citrus Bowl there, um, on the record, you know, publicly that he expected them to be, you know, part of the team at spring practice. So it came as a little bit of surprise to them that he entered the transfer portal when he did. Um, but it, it makes sense when you look at it on space because, you know, it's going to be really hard for him just to get reps um, as a, and compete for the backup spot with Garrett Nutzmeyer and Jaden Daniels there, you know, coming back. Um, that was going to be, you know, it might be maybe another year as the number three. And, you know, he wants to, wants to start to play. And, I mean, it just makes you know, it's understandable, you know, that he wants to try to get to the spot, even if he's not competing um, for a starting job, or even if he doesn't, I guess, necessarily win a starting job, to maybe be, you know, the number two uh, going into his sophomore year. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Like you said, TCU, um, Jack Besh is over there, one of his closest friends, um, and, and they have an opening at quarterback. Florida, with a connection with Billy Napier, offered him his first scholarship. Ole Miss will be really interesting, you know, Lane and Ole Miss – uh, we're trying to come after him a little bit near the end of his recruitment before he signed with LSU originally. Um, and they've got, um, you know, Jackson Dart returning, but, um, you know, Walker could theoretically unseat him. So yeah. we'll see. You know, I don't I don't know where he's going to land, but um, it would be, definitely be tough for LSU fans to swallow, like you said, Bobby, if he ended up at Ole Miss. Yeah, uh, yeah, to swallow that. But, uh, Wilson, I, I, I think I'm objective about this. Uh, look, I, I think that was uh, some form of a miracle that TCU got to the championship game. And uh, maybe that can happen again. But then I'd get to ultimately win the championship. So I'll look at TCU. Uh, yeah, you could have a great career. You could parlay that into maybe a, a great NFL career. I look at Ole Miss. Ole, uh, has Ole Miss been to the SEC championship? I don't think so. Uh, now, Mississippi State has. And uh, you look at Arkansas. You look even Missouri. You look at SEC championship game. Ole Miss has not been there. Now, if we went, if we went, uh, you know, with, with Napier at Florida, they've got uh, they've won national championships. So uh, to me, is it more about individual success, or is it more about a team success as far as being a champion, uh, like what the Georgia Bulldogs did, or uh, wherever you would go? Because right now, do you think realistically in the future, even though the playoff expansion? You think Ole Miss or TCU is winning a national championship? I don't think so. Gosh, now it's of course it depends on every single person's individual kind of situation. And I mean, if you're talking about players just right now, you it'd be hard to see Florida winning a national championship in the next three years. So you know, I mean, Billy Napier's starting to build things there, but after going six and six 
and having Georgia in the same division, of course, when the playoff expands, it'll be easier to get in there. But, you know, those are all sort of teams that are trying to climb back into that conversation or, you know, establish themselves. I mean, TCU obviously was played for one, but got blown out. And so it's obviously a ways away from, you know, from maybe winning it. And so, I don't know. That's a, it's hard to answer. I think it just depends on everybody's sort of individual situation and what they're looking for. And yes, yeah, some guys are looking for a championship. Some guys are looking for more playing time and to be developed by certain quarterback coaches. Um, I don't know what Walker's, you know, necessarily looking for. I right. haven't had the chance to speak with him specifically, but um, it, it's so it's hard to hard to say. Now, uh, Wilson, uh, you look at obviously the expectations change year in and year out. But when you say right now, if you're looking at uh, the LSU fan base, it's like almost uh, it's not acceptable unless they'd win at least 10 games plus. Is that a fair assessment? That, 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 For 2023? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's good. talking about 20 and beyond, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So going forward, it's like they almost expect before even the bowl game that they're going to get to 10 wins. Yeah, I mean, that's, gosh, that's probably the expectation year in and year out in LSU. And now for Brian Kelly, when you just talked about, you know, sort of his tenure, it, that's always going to be the expectation. That's The standard has been set now to win 10 games and at least compete for an SEC West title. Um, that, you've done that in year one. And so even though I can sort of say this is offseason, that progression isn't always linear. You know, it, it, there might be a hiccup here in year two. It, it's hard to say. They got the hit on a lot of transfers last year. Things broke in a really good way for LSU a couple of different times. Um, but, you know, logically, yeah, they should be better next season. This offense should be more fine-tuned. And it's understandable that the expectation from LSU fans will be 10 wins. They're probably going to be the – I don't know, we'll see. We'll see kind of once we get to media days if they're going to be the favorite to win the SEC West. But they're certainly going to get votes to win it. And um, Yeah, let me you know, see that, who's that, playing quarterback at Alabama. Exactly. Let, exactly. let me see who's playing quarterback there. Got over there. Hey, uh, and, yeah, and, and, no, and Wilson, along those lines, what LSU fan – I mean, how can you bitch about the quarterback coming back? What are you talking about? They got him. No, no. Look, look, <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. Uh, they no. do. Oh, well, they, they're idiots. Look what he accomplished coming from Arizona State and what he accomplished at LSU. To me, th- th- that was at the highest level. Listen, he beat Alabama. I'm telling you, without him, you don't beat Alabama. And how he, stro- he was strong. <laughs> Holly was high-stepping and going into the end zone against Alabama. That reminded me of Vince Young against USC when they won the national championship. Uh, uh, so I don't understand why LSU fans like, okay, well, I wish you don't win pro. What are you talking about? Yeah, I tried to, to try to understand both arguments. And I guess I, what those fans who think that way maybe see a ceiling with, with Jaden that they maybe don't see with Garrett because of his arm talent. But – Jaden really did have a great year. I mean, had the second most yards yes. by a quarterback in a single season in LSU history behind Burrow's Heisman campaign. And, you know, maybe we've all been sort of spoiled in thinking we should see Burrow. I don't think anybody's expecting another Burrow year in and year out kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's just probably the, the issues with the downfield passing game at times last season. Um, but, you know, you saw what he could, can be. And if he can do those three games in particular – against Florida and Ole Miss and Alabama over yes. the course of a full season, he's going to be in contention for a Heisman, and he's, LSU's going to be in contention to make the playoff. And um, So we'll see. You know, it's a long, long offseason to go, but there's a lot of promise coming back in this offense. Uh, Jaden, yeah, I don't always understand some of the criticism. I think he, did, he had a really good year, um, but he does need to continue to improve as a downfield passer um, those, and just do that consistently game in and game out over the course of a season. Um, but to come in two weeks before spring practice like he did, not have a full off season with his receivers and put up the numbers that he did with an offensive line that was shuffling around. 
it was an impressive season, and now we just need to see him take the next step. Wilson, uh, your thoughts on the situation? Anthony Bradford declared early uh, for the draft, so it leaves open a spot along the offensive line. Could you see a scenario where you kick Emory Jones inside and Zalance Hurd has already said, hey, I'm going to play tackle. Now, he said left tackle, but he, he ain't beating out Will Campbell. Um, that he could be the right tackle, and you have Emory become the, the inside guard. And Garrett Dellinger sort of be the sixth man there. Because we know injuries are going to happen. Uh, I, I try to tell everybody it's the most injured positions on the field. Tackle, guard, center. So you got to have more than five guys. Uh, I don't. I don't know what more they got to understand, other than get hit over the head with a sledge. To understand, you need more than five. Could there be a scenario there where you kick Emory inside and Hurd plays at the right tackle spot? That's certainly a scenario, especially because when you think about how Brad Davis, the offensive line coach, approaches his job. He wants to build competitive depth. He wants competition at every single position. Even the four guys who are coming back, we talk a lot about LSU's continuity on the offensive line and what that could do for them this season. Nobody's really guaranteed a spot. I mean, obviously you think a lot of those guys are going to win their job again, but he wants competition, and that's going to start from now all the way through preseason camp. Now, the thing with uh, Zion's hurt coming in is he's not going to come in until the summer. He won't have until practice you know, in August to assert himself and so maybe it ends up being a situation actually like with Emory Jones where he doesn't start right away but yep. maybe he cracks into the rotation you know later in the year um, but he's gonna have to go out and earn it you know uh, the coaching staff is high on him and Tyree Adams and these other offensive linemen that they brought in Zalance of course being the highest rated of them all um, and he'll have a chance there to to play um, but he's gonna have to go out and earn the spot because um, the, the, you know they want competitive depth and they also want these guys you know cross-trained and all that kind of stuff like we talked about with with his offensive line. Um, there's certainly a scenario where that happens, but he's going to have to go out and prove that he should be in the lineup uh, very quickly because Brad Davis isn't going to just throw him in there. And LSU is in a position now, unlike last year, where it doesn't have to throw him in right away. Wilson, now, yeah. your thoughts on, on Mason uh, Smith. He, he's making a great recovery from that knee injury. And boy, when you're young, man, you can come back from those injuries well, pretty quick. Roll. Man, you, you watch him walk. I mean, there is no limp in that. I mean, he looks good. He's been working out. He was with the team, sort of helping some of the guys in the training before uh, the bowl game. And how big of a cog he'll be, because when you lose Ali Gay and B.G. Ojolari and and then Jaquil and Roy, no, man, the, the, that the, the, that's you the, the, need no. some bodies, hey, and hey, he hey, is hey, talented. Hey, uh, Wilson, I want you to comment on this, like Mike saying. To me, uh, who's the cat from Missouri? Wingo, whatever. Oh, Makai Wingo uh, was uh, unbelievable. No, no. Uh, when Mason Smith going down, that, that, that he should get a, a game ball, an MVP, what he did along the D line. Well, he was a third team All American. That's and right. At least something. Uh, Makai had a phenomenal year. My goodness. I mean, I remember talking to him after the Florida State game, and he said uh, that he expected to play. I think it was somewhere around like twenty snaps. He ended up playing like sixty. Uh, he ended up playing more snaps than anybody as an interior defensive lineman than anyone else in the country. Um, but with Mason coming back, it was great to see him, you know, walking around like he was at the Citrus Bowl and helping guys out like he did, and and just showing that you know that he's recovering and you know didn't have a big brace on or crutches or anything like that. You know, he's he's four months out from uh, the injury uh, thereabouts, so he's still got a ways to go in his recovery. Um, it'll be interesting to see once we get to talk to Brian Kelly again, just to get another update. You know what's his status kind of going into the spring um, because, you know, it's an ACL. It takes probably 
anywhere from eight months to a year, something like that, to kind of get back. But, you know, it takes more than, you know, he's at right to the second. And so, but to get him back healthy next year will be huge because there is so much turnover on the defensive line, and he is so talented. Uh, this looked like he was about to be his breakout year. And with LSU losing as much as it is, you know, he's somebody who can create an interior pass rush. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Matt House kind of places him along the front because he's not really like a, you know, shade over the center nose tackle. Um, and so, you know, but he's got a lot of options. And, and Mason Smith, it'll be great to see him back on the field. And LSU uh, will be able to use him for I sure. put him on the same side as Harold Perkins and say, you pick your choice. Yeah. You pick him. Who you going to double team? Hey, good luck, buddies. Now, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, Wilson, uh, when you look at everyone looks at the quarterback position, and obviously uh, Georgia, uh, you know, back-to-back championships. Uh, I don't know who's going to be their quarterback. Uh, you look at Alabama. Okay, who's going to be their quarterback? You can go throughout the SEC, and uh, I think that's why you got hope with the LSU Tigers because they have uh, Jane Daniels. Uh, okay, now think about that. Now, okay, we hoping this guy works out, and we don't know if he's going to work out. But you look at the LSU quarterback; we know he's going to work out. So, uh, what, what is your take on that? When you look at like Georgia, Alabama, whoever you thinks, uh, okay, even Florida. Uh, listen, uh, uh, so uh, Mike, I'm going to ask you this too: that, that Florida quarterback, what's his name? Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. <laughs> NFL quarter, they'll eat him up. He can't pass good enough. No, he might be like uh, Taysom Hill and do some of that. Man, he's freaking garbage. As far as a pure quarterback, no. Now, he he can, struggles with accuracy. No, he can play in the NFL, but not as like your number one quarterback. And, and, and he's not playing year one. No, no, no. no if no, anybody no, no. thinks that, that's why yeah. I think he may take a little dive in this draft. No, no. I, I think he'll take a dive. Like he's too inaccurate. He's like just uh, ad-libbing, and you're not going to do anything. Now, over he'll a, wow you in no, individual no. workouts, he but might, then might. you flip that tape on and you say, whoa. No, when you have a defensive scheme to handle him, uh, no, no. then you go a different direction. No, he, he could play in the NFL, but he's not a franchise-type guy. No. So. When I look at uh, – uh, help me out, Wilson and Mike. Y'all can both help me out. Okay, I'll look at the whole SEC. Who has more stability at quarterback than the LSU fighting Tigers right now? Okay, I look at Georgia, Alabama. I look at Florida, whatever. Texas A&M. Probably Mississippi State with Will Rogers, who's okay, been there a couple uh, years. Okay, Will Rogers. Um, and, and also okay. at, at Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, but because he was hurt. He was hurt. Uh, I can't, what's his name? Uh, and then they had the backup come in. Yeah, yeah, Jefferson. Jefferson. Oh, okay. So he was hurt when LSU played him. Uh, that might have been a different game uh, 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 if he'd have played. Uh, no, but other than that, it's not Alabama, Georgia, no, or Florida. Any, yeah. it, it's LSU, yeah, it's Mississippi st- State, it's Arkansas. We have stability there. That's what I like. And also South Carolina with Spencer. Oh, yeah, it was Spencer Rattler, how he played against that, Tennessee, yeah. how he played against Tennessee and Clemson. Then you look at the bowl game. Which Spencer Rattler are you going to get? I mean, I don't, all I know is – He does give you a lot of different versions of the no, Spencer no. Rattler show. Spencer Rattler, I'm watching the Tennessee game. Oh, That's why I can see maybe he was a Heisman candidate. And then all of a sudden, Clemson. And then you have the bowl game against the Fighting Irish. But all I know is Spitzer Rattler uh, at, at Oklahoma got run off by Caleb Williams, who ended up at USC. So that's why Spitzer Rattler, he's too much on a roller coaster. So I like what we got here at LSU, 
uh, compared to anybody in the SEC. Yeah, for all the reasons y'all have said, LSU, you could make an argument, has the best quarterback situation coming back next year. Jaden Daniels may be the most talented quarterback in the league. I agree. Coming back. I mean, you know, it was interesting. It'll be interesting to see maybe what Joe Milton does in Tennessee, but he's not as proven. No, he's not. You know, you've got talent at quarterback position that's also unproven with Alabama and and Georgia. But, like, none of those guys have had much significant playing time. We saw Milrow was okay. Maybe he takes a step. Um, So, yeah, there's a reason that LSU, you you know, there's so much optimism brewing around what this offense could do because there's so much returning production and Jaden had such a good year. You know, and, and we'll see kind of what happens, you know, with, with if Garrett maybe gets in the mix or not. I, I don't know. But either way, you know, it's, you know, maybe Texas A&M with Zach Calzada. You know, he shows some moments, but not over the course of a season like Jaden has. I mean, he's got, no. you know, three three full years of starting experience. Um, he's been really effective. Uh, he was showed that he could play in the SEC. And, yeah, other than maybe the schools that y'all, y'all mentioned with, you know, KJ and Spencer and uh, Will Rogers, yeah. Um, you know, I think you could make an argument that to take Jaden over all of those guys and um, be you need to be completely reasonable with it. Well, well uh, you know, Wilson, when I look at okay, uh, you have to have that stud receiver. I mean, I was always fortunate. I played with Mark Super Duper in college, who played with Dan Marino, set all kind of records. I played with the great Anthony Carter at University of Michigan. That's why the number one jersey is giving to the top player in Michigan because Anthony Carter. I look at Eric Martin, the LSU talent. I play with Bad Moon Rise and Andre Rice. So I know I know great receivers. So when I look at that, so when I look at right now, Kayshawn Abuti, uh, okay, where he's at now, he's going pro. I mean, I, I would tell you right now, and I'm not hating on nobody, um, he's not better than Malik Neighbors. And who, who are you going to count on as a quarterback? I mean, I don't know. Somebody can hate on what I'm saying, but I'm telling you what I've witnessed and what I've watched, Malik Neighbors and whatever he's done for me lately is better than Kayshawn Booty. Oh, a lot of people uh, make the argument. Oh, well, uh, Jaden didn't throw the ball to Kayshawn. Well, he, he threw the ball to Malik. Uh, Malik no, got no, open. I, 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 you can't I, make I, that I, argument. I, 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 listen, that's a bunch of BS. I'm, tell, I'm not hating on nobody. I'm just telling you have opportunity in the game and Malik Neighbors, I think, is going to be a stud going forward for LSU. Absolutely. I mean, you heard back in the in the preseason, talking to staff members and when we were able to watch practice ourselves, that there was plenty of people who thought Malik was, even at that point, the best receiver that LSU had. And if you look purely at the numbers this season, um, Malik had the much better year. He eclipsed 1,000 yards in the, uh, with that great performance in the bowl game. And there's no, there's no doubt whatsoever that he is now LSU's number one receiver, number one offensive weapon. He is a potential star in the making and going to have a lot of expectations on him going into next season because right after that Citrus Bowl, Brian Kelly, and I'm paraphrasing here, essentially said, like, it's, he's carrying the mantle now of LSU's you know, top receiver and the tradition that LSU has at receiver. It's on Malik now. He is the unequivocal. He's the most proven receiver in, that, in a talented room, um, but a lot of guys who haven't necessarily broke out yet Malik already has. You know, when you have a 1,000-yard season as a sophomore, um, you're doing something right, you know. And, and so uh, if they can use him kind of like they did in that Citrus Bowl, uh, move, again, moving forward, um, he's going to have an incredible junior year and put himself into conversations about, you know, first round and that kind of thing. He's just he's – so, he's fast. He creates great separation. He's got some of the strongest hands that I would see at practice whenever we were able to watch him. You know, guys draped over his back, and he's still making the catch. Um, great body control. And he can make catches kind of all over the field. And we saw that particularly in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, he's 
gonna it's, I think it's gonna be really fun to watch him next year if he can continue to make these kind of progressions uh, in his career um, because there's a lot of talent right there. Wilson, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it, bud, and uh, go take care of business. I know LSU don't give you much to write about daily. All right, so, thanks, Wilson. Uh, you know, you, you got to come up with ideas, but thank you, Wilson. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Y'all have a good night. All right, right. guys. Wilson Alexander, who covers the LSU Fighting Tigers football, never a dull moment there over the last couple years. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 